everyone. My name is Steven. And my name is Jess. And this is uh, a new segment of our uh, our podcast here at The Point. Uh, we're calling it A Cup of Coffee with uh, Steven and Jess. And um, we have our coffee here that we are drinking. Uh, unfortunately, just a half cup for each of us because we make coffee in the morning and then record it in the afternoon. That was, yes. that and was I, an oversight. I, yeah, I didn't think about it, so I just... <laughs> made do with what we had yeah well uh so anyway um we in these uh segments what we're really gonna do is um talk about uh, a couple different things we're gonna talk about the sermons um from the previous week uh we're kind of discuss them in, like we would in a small group setting our hope is that we invite others to come uh and have a cup of coffee with us um and uh kind of just discuss what what god was doing um, in our church this week and in our lives through the sermon. Um, we'll also have sometimes topics will pop up. And when those topics pop up, uh, we want to discuss them further. We want people to, um, we want to give people a voice who li- have lived those topics. Um, or we want to, want to spend some time really talking through something that may um, be problematic for some people or um, may just need a little more unpacking than I was able to do. Uh, on a Sunday. The other piece um, is telling our stories. Yeah, so kind of the idea of the whole thing is that these are the conversations you would have over a cup of coffee uh, with a friend or someone you were just meeting. Um, Yeah, we recently were talking about stories and just the importance of them and how God can use your story. So um, we felt like a good way to kick off the podcast would be to tell our story as to how, with the focus really being how we ended up here in Washington planting the Point Church. Yeah, so I'll uh, just dive into that. So I um, was raised in church my whole life. Um, grandfather has been a pastor since he was like 16 years old. He's now 90. Um, my dad was a pastor at one point. My brother is a pastor my uncles and aunts and cousins and everyone in our family is <laughs> lots of pastors uh, lots of pastors <laughs> lots of people in ministry uh vocationally part-time volunteer um and so i grew up uh, around that and pretending like i um really fully believed that like pretending i had given my life to Christ, um, I never doubted that God was real or never doubted that um, the God of the Bible was real, uh, but I just really didn't care. I grew up just feeling that Jesus was uh, didn't really make a difference in people's lives. Um, I saw uh, the, the dirty part of being in church and be, you know being a pastor's kid or grandkid is that you see um, the ugliness the humanity side of Christianity. And, um, and so I didn't think that Jesus made people any different than the others around me. And so why would I give my life to something that um, seemed to take so much and didn't seem to give very much? And so um, kind of just grew up uh, pretending the church thing and doing my, my own um, kind of forging my own path, figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, and, uh, obviously there's a lot more to that, but, uh, finally I was asked to go, um, shoot a documentary with my best friend, a guy named Chad Matthews. He called me up and said, Hey, do you, do you want to go? I don't, you know, we're just shooting this 
documentary on the streets of, of major cities. So um, we traveled uh, together for months at a time. We'd come back and travel again. And, um, and while I was on this trip, I, uh, I heard Chad talk about Jesus all the time. Like a guy didn't stop talking about Jesus. And um, the Jesus he talked about, though, was a Jesus that I didn't think I knew, that I didn't think I'd heard of. Um, it was definitely not a Jesus that I felt I had grown up knowing. Um, and so it was an intriguing Jesus. It was a Jesus that made everything different. A Jesus that would force people to go and love. And so um, I started, uh, I was on the streets of Atlanta, Georgia, and met a guy named Tommy Lee. And Chad told Tommy that I loved him. And I was like, no, I, I don't. In my mind, I, I said, I don't. Um, but I wanted to know how Chad could. And so I opened up the Bible for the first time, uh, in a long, long time, started to read the words of Jesus, all these words that I knew already, all these stories that I knew already. And they, um, they made me fall in love with the historical biblical Jesus. Um, and, uh, I decided that if this was the real Jesus, that he was worth following and I would follow him wherever he led me. Um, and so that led me just about everywhere, uh, stops in Chicago at the Moody Bible Institute, um, helping with the church plant up in the, the Detroit area, um, in Michigan, uh, down to Lake Jackson, Texas. And, um, along the way I had discovered this thing called church planting. And, um, I thought that that might be really cool. And, uh, after growing up in California on the West coast, I kind of was attracted to the Pacific Northwest and thought it might be cool to be up there. And, um, my first week in a, in that town called Lake Jackson, uh, working for a, an organization called True to Life, um, I was invited to church and, um, the message that week was about uh, a vision that this church had to go plant a church in the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area. And something in my heart said, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And so I, uh, went up to the pastors a couple months later and said, Hey, I'm the guy that's going to go to Seattle and I'm going to lead the church that you guys plant there. Um, they did not, uh, crown me as the church planter at that moment. <laughs> uh, but I think that at least the seed was planted. Yeah. So I, my side of the story, I, um, grew up in church, grew up in a Christian household, uh, came to know the Lord at a pretty young age, decided to follow Jesus um, to the best that I could at the time when I was a kid and um, just continued to do so. I mean, not that I didn't have, I had times in my life where I strayed or made some bad sinful choices, but uh, for the most part, um, followed Christ the majority of my life. Um, grew up in Lake Jackson where Stephen is talking about at a church that I loved with a church family um, that was wonderful, great people, uh, went off to college, went to Baylor. Uh, when I graduated from Baylor, my whole plan was to never move back to Brazoria County or Lake Jackson where I was from. Um, in fact, I stayed in my apartment in uh, Waco up until the very last day I could, applying for jobs after I graduated. It was a terrible, I'm a teacher, it was a terrible year for teachers. They were not hiring. First and second year teachers were losing their jobs. And so I ended up back in Lake Jackson, um, which 
is a story for another day, but God orchestrated a lot of cool things there. Um, but I went back to that church that I grew up in and was really involved there. But people kept asking me, like, why are you here? It was a lot of older people or young families, like not really any young single, young professional singles. And I just, but I just felt like God had wanted me to stay there until he told me to do something else. Um, and there were some, I kind of was, I ended up, I did end up getting a job um, in Missouri County and I uh, teaching, loved it. And I didn't, I felt like God had something more for me. I did a lot of traveling during that time with friends and family. Um, I didn't think I was going to be in Missouri County forever, but, and I didn't think I was going to be at the church I grew up in forever, but I didn't really know what God had for me um, until I ended up meeting Stephen, uh, one of my best friend set us up. Um, and one of the things he said at the beginning of our relationship when we first uh, got together was that he was going to go plant a church in Seattle. Um, and if I wasn't on board with that, then we shouldn't start dating anymore. And he, he, when he tells the story, he says that, uh, he didn't, that he thinks that I didn't believe him, but I did believe him because to me, that was God, like all this, this tugging he'd kind of put on my heart of like, you're here for now, but not for always. Um, everything made sense in that moment. I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I left the church that I had been going to. Um, which was which was very bittersweet, but it was I knew it was what God wanted me to do, and um, went to Brazos Point with Stephen um, when we got married. Um, yeah, so um, so Brazos Point, but I don't know that I actually said Brazos Point was the church that I went to that first week, um, and when uh, Jess and I got married, Jess came over. And we both really just um, served in whatever capacity that we uh, could when we when we got to Brazos Point. I played uh, drums for the the, the band, and um, I led a college small group for a little while, and helped with the youth, um, and uh, did um, you know kind of kind of anything that I could, anything that was asked of me. Jess uh, started leading a um, high school girls small group. And um, saw them all the way to graduation, uh, which was really cool. But um, the the church, Brazos Point, has always been about sending. They've always been about sending churches, creating new churches, planting new churches. And so one of the ways that um, they were looking at expanding um, the, their gospel impact in the area was planting a new campus. And um, they chose uh, in basically in the middle of the county, just north uh, of a town called Angleton, they chose to, to do another campus. And um, we were asked to help launch that campus. There was, uh, the church was trying to send about 75 to 150 people out to plant the new campus. And uh, we were some of those. And at that point, there was no um, there was no campus pastor, and so I could do a little bit of that. So I stepped in and I helped uh, in in whatever way that I could to um, to to be kind of a, a campus pastor, and and started actually uh, the application process to be the campus pastor, um, and um, 
we we got a couple months into it and we thought that was where God uh, was going to take us. We thought we were going to step into mm-hmm. being camp the the roles as, as, as a campus pastor and that was going to prepare us to then go and plant our church in Seattle. Um, and I'll never forget it. I got a uh, I had a inter- one of my, the last interviews coming up and uh, I got a text from the pastors at, at Brass's Point. Um, hey, could you meet um, for coffee? early in the morning it was like the day or two before my interview and i thought well that's not good he's either really good (laughs) like hey you you don't even have to interview or it's really not good turns out it was not it was really not good um (laughs) they uh they essentially told me um as we've gone through this process we just realized that you're not the guy that we want um to be that campus pastor and um it really honestly i wanted to get up and walk out um and never be seen at breast point again Aww. like that was uh what i what i wanted uh to do but um to the the pastor's credit greg and randy um sat there with me and said uh but we're more convinced than ever that you're supposed to be a church planter you're not the guy that we want at mid county because we you know we we have some different ideas for for what that role looks like, but we we really believe that it's time to um, to get you headed towards Seattle. Yeah, and, you were on the right bus, but in the wrong seat. Yeah, trying to get in the wrong seat. And it was <laughs> uh, it was hard. It was tough. I didn't believe them. Um, you know, parts of my story, yeah. a lot of my story is um, just church hurt. Yeah. Churches using me, pastors using me because of what. I could do for them uh, and dangling like offers of being full time or having a job out in front of me and then hiring other people or, 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 you know, not following through or, or, you know, giving me a offer of, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month to work full time, stuff like that. And, and so I just didn't trust. I, I, I really had some trust issues and um, uh, to Brazos points credit, they were very serious. And, and so um, I took, uh, I did take a month off. I said, Hey, I, I, I'm really hurt. I need to heal. I need to process all of this. Um, but afterwards I'm going to be, I, I plan on coming back and being all in and, and I was, and, um, and then we started to move towards, um, what it looked like to, uh, to be assessed by the North American mission board, um, and be a, uh, a sponsored church planter with them. Yeah, so in the summer of 2019, we, um, which was after what Stephen's talking about, summer of 2019, we uh, went, Brazos Point had two back-to-back mission trips up to Seattle, the Seattle area, and we went on both of them, um, and that was kind of the first, so we, we very much felt strongly that God was calling us to go to Seattle to plant this church. Um, and that was the first time that summer that we had really had some pushback, some spiritual warfare, some pushback from the enemy of, um, I had a health scare. We got in a really bad fight. Steven had never been in a wreck in his entire life. And he got in a wreck in his mom's car, like right before all these things happened, like right before we went on this trip. And we just felt like really beat down. Um, I remember we one of the churches that we were helping at up here the the pastor in the sermon that sunday when we were up here talked about like like stand up if you felt like you're being attacked and we're going to pray over you and steven like stood up immediately and i just had this like 
realization of like, oh yeah, that's that's what's been going on. Like we've been attacked, but um, it kind of in just steeled us even more of knowing like, okay, but this is what God wants us to do. And while we were up here, we really saw uh, what our lives could look like, what relationships up here could look like, what church planting looks like. We helped with two church plants. Um, and it was a real, it was a really good trip. Some of the people we met on that trip, we still have relationships with today. Mm-hmm. Um, then that some that sorry, not summer, that was the summer. Um, in the fall, so just like Stephen was saying, we got ready for this assessment. So that was kind of one of the things. Braz's point that was important is it was like you know, North American Mission Board knows what they're doing, and this is the assessment they give to kind of give feedback and know where where you're at in the process and how we can help you whether you're ready. And so um, that October, October of 2019, we came back up here um, and went on this assessment. And I was scared to death that I was going to ruin it for us. I was very just convinced, which I feel like this was, these were lies that I was believing. Um, I was very convinced that I was going to mess it up. I was going to say something or do something. I was going to mess it up for us. And we were going to be told no, and it was going to be my fault. Um, I struggled with a lot of insecurity, which, uh, came out in the assessment actually they talked about that um but I had like a sweet friend and I will never I think about this all the time who just said like Jess just be yourself and people will love you like we love you you're gonna do wonderful like don't don't worry about it at all um and I actually one of the things the only time I wasn't with Steven is they had a wives like one-on-one assessment and mine was very first which I felt like was very gracious because that was the thing I was most nervous about uh Steven gives me a lot of confidence because I feel like he's he's a much better speaker and can kind of roll with things a lot better than I can and kind of help me but I wasn't going to get any help in that one-on-one but it was so good and the assessment in general was just like life-giving like to just meet it's people from all over right all over the country or just the region I'm not sure both Um, both yeah and just seeing the like vision that God had put on all these different people's hearts of like what they were going what kinds of churches they were going to plant and it was really cool um another thing that happened that was really awesome is that um I, Stephen has this story where he felt called to being a pastor, called to church planting. He was going to plant this church for a long time. And I felt, I didn't feel the call. I felt my, the, my call was to Stephen. And so I, that was another thing that happened on this assessment is there was a wife that kind of gave her, told her story. And she talked about that, how she was like, I felt called to my husband. And so then I felt called to this work. And that made me feel like, Oh, this is this is something God might do as his as when he knits you together like he puts a calling on your life he may it may just be one one of you but it is both of you and that's okay to feel like okay I'm going to do this because that's what God's asking my husband to do so he's asking me to do it too. Yeah, and so uh we got the green light at the end of that assessment um which was um both like really affirming and absolutely terrifying because (laughs) it meant that like, okay, this was, this was happening. Um, and so, um, that was, uh, October of 2019 in January of 2020, I I flew up to, uh, the Seattle area. I met with a church in Tacoma and I met with a church in Seattle. 
and uh, they were both willing to host me for a residency. We we uh, were encouraged, but but really also we just really decided that uh, we didn't want to just come up here, drop down, and start planting a church. We wanted to spend some time getting to know um, the uh, the culture. We wanted to get to know the language up here. We wanted to get to know the area before we started anything. We, we felt like we were missionaries. And uh, when you're going overseas as a missionary, that you do the same thing. You learn the culture, you learn the language, you spend some time you know, meeting people and, and building some rapport before you just dive in and try to plan a church. And so uh, we found uh, the place we wanted to go uh, with the Hallows Church in Seattle. And... Um, we uh, decided that in February of 2020, and um, you probably have heard of what happened in March of 2020, um, and as um, soon as the pandemic hit and everything shut down, everyone knows, you know, I've, I've already quit my job. I quit my job a couple, week, uh, a couple months before that um, to, to finish up a few things to, to be able to, to really move toward church planting. Jess had already told her job that she wasn't coming back. Um, we knew that we weren't signing a lease on our apartment again that was coming, uh, you know, in the next couple months was going to, going to expire. And um, so then a global pandemic hits and um, everyone goes, oh, so you're, you're not going to go, right? You're, you're just going to wait this out. Luckily for, for us, or I guess, you know, God was really involved. We didn't wait because we would have been waiting for a long time. Like that, like the reality was, <laughs> yeah. is like we would have been landing now, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what Jess really said was, um, and, and it's, a, it's a great piece of advice, um, we heard God say go. We'd never heard God say stop. Yeah. Um, and so he, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't surprised yeah, by what happened. He knew, uh, he knew what we were, what was going to happen. He knew when we were going to go. And, um, so we said, no, we're still going to go, even though, um, we don't know what we're walking into. We don't know what it's going to look like. Um, and it turned out to be a really good decision uh, for everyone involved, uh, but also one of the hardest things that we that we did um, because we we landed in the middle of a lockdown. Um, we landed and didn't get to meet people, and uh, the church that we were um, doing our apprenticeship with wasn't even meeting in person, um, and so uh, lots of really hard things. But uh, essentially, I spent two two years. Um, filling needs for the church that we came to serve. You know, I, I knew that I wanted to go to a place that, that I could contribute. I wouldn't just be a consumer of. And God really put that to the test because yeah. uh, when we landed, uh, the needs were endless. Um, we I f- filled every role from pulpit to um, chair setter upper, sound engineer, uh, running Whoa. slides. Yeah, I mean, in this part of the country, the um, things just kept changing as to how to open safely. And so they, the Hallows, that's the, the church, we love them so much. Um, they kept having to kind of pivot to, yeah. And so, like, I, I did everything. I, I helped get the live stream up and running and... Um, Jess actually took on a role as um, uh, the children's ministry director at one of their campuses uh, on the north side of the city. And just whatever was needed, and there were lots of things that were needed over those two years, we did. We leaned in and and said, you know what, we're here to serve. 
uh, while we're trying to figure out where God wants us to plant. Um, and so we, we also spent some time getting to know the city and we fell in love with uh, an area on the south side of the city called Georgetown. Uh, we were spending time there, you know, weekly eating and drinking coffee and walking and praying and just doing everything we could, building a, a vision for what it would look like uh, to plant in Georgetown. And uh, we really felt strongly that that was where God was leading. And at the uh, in the eleventh hour, um, I was meeting with uh, a guy named Tim Howe, who is a church planting catalyst. It's a fancy way of saying a guy who helps church plants. <coughs> um, I was meeting with him and said, you know, hey, we're kind of this is what we're thinking, but whatever God has for us, we'll take. And he said, well, let me tell you about First Baptist Church of Federal Way. And um, after he explained to me the situation, I said. Uh, the the correct Christian response, which was, I'll pray about it, which also means no. Um, I called Jess and I said, this is not going to happen. This is a, sounds awful. I called um, Greg, our sending pastor, and, and he said, kick the tires and walk away. The, these these things don't work. Um, and, uh, what is a replant, Stephen? Uh, so for what, those of us that don't know. For those of us that don't know what a... <laughs> I don't even know that I said replant, but... Um, uh, what a replant is, is essentially a church that has died. Um, instead of losing the assets and the people going and finding um, other places to worship, uh, you take what is there um, and you relaunch um, with a new mission, a new vision, a new idea. Um, we came in um, and started to talk and meet with the people that some of them who had been there since the church was planted in 1955. Mm -hmm. um, and we started to talk about what it would look like to have a new church here. Um, and that was uh, not the most popular thing that we could say. Um, but um, we were going to explore. I, you know, Greg saying kick the tires and walk away. That was kind of our whole attitude was like, well, this probably won't work. But um, God, if this is what you have for us, mm -hmm. we'll 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 take it. Yeah. So that was in um, August. August. Yeah. August of twenty twenty one. Yeah. August of twenty twenty one. Uh, kind of a backstory. Something going on in the background during this whole thing is personally, we were having a baby. So I was pregnant at that point, uh, due in December. So we were at a point, though, where we were going to have to move out of our apartment in Seattle um, and figure out where we were going to go. And so this opportunity is coming up. The church had to vote on it. So that was kind of the, the prayer that we had, or yeah, was that like, okay, if the replant is what God wants us to do, he wants us to go to federal way, then the church will vote yes. And if not, if the just Lord just have them vote no, and then we'll know, okay, that's not what we're supposed to do. And we'll go to Georgetown, which is where we were thinking we were going to be before all of this. Um, and so that was the prayer. Uh, and the church, honestly, they had said no to other opportunities before this. There had been some merger things, some other stuff, and they had voted no. And so we were kind of like, okay, well, they may vote no again. And if they do, we'll know this wasn't for us. Um, but then I had a baby shower in October. And the morning of that baby shower, we f I, I think maybe even I was like driving to it. We found out... Um, that they voted yes unanimously. So not even like 
yes, mostly yes. It was like they all said, yeah, this is what we want to do. Knowing it was going to be Steven, knowing it was going to be us that came in. Um, and I remember like walking into my baby shower and everybody knew this was happening, right? My friends and when they were asking me like, okay, like they found out that it had been a unanimous yes. And I was like, I guess I'm moving to Federal Way. I'm just processing all of this. Um, but yeah, so we moved to Federal Way after Sparrow was born. So graciously, uh, we were allowed to stay in that apartment in Seattle for as long as we needed. We found a house, um, which as as soon as the yes came, we could really see God once again orchestrating and moving and all of our steps and honestly making it. It's not, there's many things that are not easy. Church planting is hard. But we have seen God provide things so well for us and take care of us in some hard things. And one of them was our house. Um, yeah, so we, we got a house and we're able to move down here. And uh, yeah, we just uh, started to figure out what it looks like to um, to replant a church we had no idea what it was so in uh may uh, we started at first baptist church and kind of kept things the same and then um we closed the doors on first baptist church of federal way on may 31st and started a remodel we uh the church building was built in 63 um so it was in dire needs of updates that's 60 years of updates we needed to do completely redo the electrical completely do uh redo the interior design we found out there was asbestos in the walls and really everywhere so we had to have we had to have uh, pay for an abatement to be done um but our uh our sending church rallied and said hey we uh we're gonna raise the funds for that to happen and uh, they were able to raise uh, around two hundred thousand dollars for us to remodel this building which was incredible. Um, while the remodel was going on, while the church was shutting down and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do, uh, we just invited everyone into our home to have uh, to have church. And it was probably the coolest experience, um, just meeting in our home, um, inviting people in, dog barking, baby crying, um, and just trying to figure out what church looked like going through the book of Acts. Uh, looking at how the original church launched and and maybe taking some some of those principles into our new launch and um, I had a completely arbitrary but like absolutely unshakable deadline of launching on September 11th of uh, last year and um, about a month or two before uh, our ascending church pastors called and said, "Hey, man, it's it's not gonna not gonna happen. There's no way that you guys are gonna be ready well, to launch." Well, wasn't it like a series of calls? Well, well yeah. So it was <laughs> it was a hey, that's you know you need to consider what it looks like to not launch in September. And I said no. And then they called back again. They were like, "Hey, we don't think that you're going to be able to do that. This is you know a week or two later. We don't think you're gonna be able to. Here's why." And I said, "Okay, let me think about it." And then finally, the third conversation was like, hey, you can't launch in September. And I, I said, you know, you're, you're right. Um, we don't have a, a church to launch. We don't have a launch team. We don't have um, the building's not going to be done. So instead, we turned that September 11th day into just a really cool prayer service where we invited around 60 people um, to come and pray with us over the building, over what God was doing in our new church. Um, and it was 
pro- it was way, way, way better um, yeah. having a, a prayer service that day than it was um, having a launch service that day. Um, and God had some people that he was going to bring to on our team that we didn't know existed yet. Um, and if we would have launched before, who knows had they if they would have come. Um, and so uh, after that prayer service, uh, prayer service we decided uh, it's time to do some preview services. Yeah, so I actually, I think it, the way that things happened was a lot better because we ended up being able to do, to kind of slow down and be able to have then some preview services over the next few months after that September 11th uh, prayer service where we could just kind of work out the kinks and see what are these things look like, have some feedback, what does it look like to have kids, all these sorts of things. Um, and so we had these preview services and God started just having, and he, this started before, even before that, but just kind of out of nowhere was bringing people to us, which was really an amazing thing. And, um, all of those stories are, I'm sure will be shared at some point, but, um, yeah, so we brought us a worship leader, some families to come join us. And uh, then as it grew closer to, we decided we were launching in January. Um, and so, yeah, we ended up having these, these successful preview services leading up to our launch in January. Yeah, and then January 15th, um, we launched. And um, it was not a smooth uh, on-ramp. Um, things, we, you know, we, our first big event, uh, Christmas Eve Eve of 2021, uh, sorry, 2022, um, happened to be a major ice storm in, in our area. And so <laughs> no one came, um, but we, uh, we celebrated and, and praised the Lord anyway. And, um, we, we launched and then, uh, very quickly we saw, you know, numbers go down like we knew that they would, uh, one week, uh, I think we just barely got to 10, people um which um you know is not bad and in our house that would have felt really full but in this big building it felt really empty and we struggled to um just deal with what it looked like to really build a church from nothing um and um then god did his thing we committed to pray and we committed to be um loving whoever it was that was in front of us and with us and so we did um and uh now nine weeks in a row uh we've had a guest come nine weeks in a row we've seen uh a new face that hopefully feels seen heard and known um and we got to talk about jesus with a lot of people uh probably the coolest thing that happened was uh april 1st we hosted um, an event for one of our partner agencies olive crest who is a, a foster licensing agency in the area they wanted to do an Easter extravaganza type thing for all their foster families. And when they called us to ask if they could use our building and we made a quick yes. And we even provided some volunteers for them and just led the craft. Um, and we were able to have hundred, 150 uh, people at our building um, feeling seen and heard and known and loved on. And it was, it was incredible. It was such a beautiful moment uh, just to see that building full of people mm-hmm. that were um, some of them hurting and broken 
um, and got to see uh, even just the building, even God just using his, this space to bless people um, was awesome. And um, God has continued to just, uh, like I said, add and send us people. Um, we're actually, unfortunately, going to say goodbye to our first um, couple here in a couple weeks, but we're going to send them well because um, we really want to be about sending. We don't want to be about collecting people. Uh, we believe that uh, God's bringing us people for a time and a, and a season. And when it's time for them to go on and to love him and follow him in different ways, we're going to go send them and we're going to send them well. And uh, so, yeah, that's our story. That's how we got here. That's how uh, we are approaching the fourth month of, of being in existence. And, um, and God's just been so great to us. So um, it's a little bit of our story about the story of the church. Um, and uh, we just really hope that uh, we get to tell more stories. We get to help. We hope that we get to invite some people on and have a cup of coffee with us and, and just talk about Jesus. Um, if you have any questions uh, for us or uh, about faith or the church, uh, feel free to visit our website, thepointfw.com. Um, the point, uh, the point, point has, has an e. Yeah, the point <laughs> has an E on the end. FW as in federal way dot com um you can email any of us and we'd love to just chat with you um but anyway hope that you've had in uh had a good time and we will see you next time <laughs>